Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. And uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning online. Good morning, everyone in the house. It is a great day. And uh, we're singing a song about miracles before. And uh, definitely miracles today because we had here singing and leading us in worship a Sydney Swans supporter right here. So well done, Nathan. That's, that's guts. That's... That's how to play hurt, right? You play hurt. That's, that's good stuff. Um, if I can add to Pastor Jeff's welcome to, to everyone, also to, uh, to Justine and Faith down there in the second row. Um, in fact, the reason I'm up here today singing uh, and, 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 and ministering and just sharing with you this morning, uh, largely in part to, to Justine and her husband, Philip, because uh, Philip used to be the youth pastor of the, the church in the early days of, uh, of Metro when Jeff was even more wild than he is now. Just longer hair, uh, maybe not quite as funky as suit, but he just loved God, was passionate, and he had an equally passionate youth leader called Philip Campbell. And uh, Philip caught up with myself and, and Linda just for a coffee just when, our, when we first visited the church, I guess just, just checking in on people who just started to visit the church and as the church was growing. And uh, we had a great little chat, didn't particularly talk about anything, just, I guess life and ministry. And uh, years and years later, we were digging through uh, some reports of the old care pastors and, and youth leaders and, and pastoral reports. And I guess, you know, I'm not sure if I was supposed to be digging through people's uh, information, Freedom of Information Act. Um, but basically, he wrote on a little, if I had a little lunch visit, he wrote on there, Justin, he wrote on there, Michael Linda Battersby, you may have a nice time, pastor material. Hey? So there you go. So I'm up here because of you. So it's great to be back. And I think last time I, I sang was, um, was with your sister, uh, with Phil's sister, Leah, at your wedding in 1990. I sang a song called Safe. I'm not going to sing it now because I've forgotten it, but uh, it's all coming back. It's all coming back. Folks, this morning, it's a bit of a different message. Uh, I was asked by Leo, do you need the pulpit? Do you want the table? What do you need? I said, no, I just need, give me my mic stand, my, my piano. Thank you to... Daryl for being so accommodating, but I want to share something a little bit different because uh, the world is experiencing a barrage of negativity. The world ex- has experienced a barrage of hostility, of, of just anti. Everything is either an- you're going to be anti something. The people you're on the same side with, the only reason you're on the same side with them is because you're equally against the same thing. And it's like we've gathered around hostility. We've, we've gathered around disagreement. And I think that's not the way God intended us to live. But the Bible does talk about the world uh, being lovers of themselves and denying, uh, denying the, the things of God. But this morning, I just felt, you know, we're we going to bring a, a bit of a, a juxtaposition of what the world posits, what the world says. This is how we try and make meaning of, of life. This is how we'll, we'll survive this experience called humanity. And I'm going to juxtapose that or compare that with what God says in His Word about the life that He's bought for us and intended for us. And so I'll be singing a song, and then I'll be talking about that song, and then singing the solution to the dilemma created by the first song. So it's like a question, talk, answer, but using songs. And um, the songs in the, in the former uh, category, the ones which, which talk about the languishing of the human heart, you know, the, the, the despair, the confusion, the, the longing for a, a meaningful connection, either through love relationships or through just purpose in life. Those songs are the songs of none other than Mr. Billy Joel. 
so thank you to Billy. I can't say I've met Billy, but uh, I do have a signed, uh, signed autograph of some music that Pastor Jeff and Rhonda gave him for my 40th birthday. I think we've still got that. And so, but Billy Joel, he was, he's a, I guess he's the uh, quintessential guy who's, he asks all those tough questions and he sings about his life, he sings about places, he sings about different things that are going on. Of course, he's, he sings about love. But not always is there the answer inherent in the, in the song. He leaves it to the people to make their own mind up. But I believe that there is an answer. And the answers we're going to find this morning are from the book of Joel. So it's Billy and the book of Joel. All right. You like that? Okay. And uh, just wait. A bit further down the track, I'm going to do Elton and the book of... Yeah. There we go. And I've got to try and work in Barry Manilow somewhere. Barry Manilow... Very manly low, God is high. I don't know, I don't know. We'll see. But this is amazing. Just a few verses. I'm quoting just a few verses this morning from one book of one of the minor prophets who wrote one of the 66 books in the Bible. From those few words, we find answers. We find that we are pulled out of temptation, selfishness, rebellion, fear, and the, and the postmodern views that somehow we'll be okay if we just do things our way. We're pulled out of that just from a few verses from the book of Joel. So Billy's going to put the question out there. We're going to find the answers from the book of Joel. And in the end, we're going to find our soul fed by the Word of God and the purpose He has for us. Because our best days are yet to come. We're not just surviving. We are thriving. Revival is here in the hearts of believers and men and women right around the world. And so allow me just to let that spark come up as we... As we cover these four areas, first one is identity, and it goes like this. This is the first question that we have to deal with. And don't go changing to try and please me. You never let me down before And don't imagine You're too familiar And I don't see you anymore I would not leave you In time to trouble We never could have come this far Times. I'll take the bad times I'll take you just the way you are And don't go trying some new fashion Don't change the color of your hair Although I might not seem to care I would not leave you I don't want that clever conversation I never want to work that hard mm-hmm. I just want someone That I can talk to I want you just
Probably not exactly what you were expecting uh, at church on a Sunday morning, but uh, as God said to Moses, what is in your hand? And uh, God's put in my hand uh, lots of uh, beautiful love songs, but as I say, the songs don't always lead you to a place of hope, and that's uh, what this morning's about. So, so much of our life gets measured as to how well we're going in comparison to others around our, our world. And the Bible's very clear about not comparing ourselves one against the other. It says we are unwise if we do that. Yeah, we're always trying to work out, are we, are we doing as well as we could? Maybe I should change some things. Maybe I should modify so I can get the acceptance I need. But the greatest sense of identity and value comes not from comparison or keeping up with the, the Joneses, but actually it's finding out who made us, who we belong to, and then committing our life to the plan that he's prepared for us. It's not measured by external things, but by an eternal destiny placed on the inside of every man, woman, and child when God creates us. He's put eternity in our hearts. We're made for eternity, not just for showing off for 10, 20, 30, 50, or 100 years. It's about a life's destiny. So that comes from when we know who we belong to. In the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 26 and 27, as I promised, 26 and 27 says, You shall eat. Everyone say, Eat. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied, and you'll praise the name of the Lord your God. He has dwelt, he has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of you. I'm in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God. There is no other, and my people shall never be put to shame. When you belong to God, There is never a place of shame. The enemy tries to accuse. He's the accuser of the brethren. But we can say we are found in God. We are protected by God. He's the glory and lifter of our head if we could continue to look to him. And so this song simply says, I am who you say I am.
forsaken I am who you say I am You are for me, not against me I am who you say I am I am chosen, not forsaken Oh, I am who you say I am You are for me, not against me So that was identity, who we are, who we're trying to be. The next I, uh, by the way, a bit of alliteration going on today. Next I is individualism. Uh, in this uh, postmodern, post-Christian world, it's all about I will do my thing and I'll own my truth and you just have to be good with it. That's just wonderful, absolutely wonderful to the very thing you're doing is actually not just not good for you, it's actually not good for those around you and not part of God's best for you. And that's the hard thing as Christians is to live by a code, to live by a, uh, a plan that God said for us and, to, and, and out of just saying, God, it is the best. I believe that your word is the best guide, the best inspiration for my life. And it doesn't mean to point the finger and to judge others, but by very fact that you're saying this is the best way, we are by default, I guess, saying that, um, guys, unless you really get hold of this, you're not living your best life. And that's a hard thing to say, to say it in love. But you know what? As we live that best life and as people see the hope and the freedom and the joy and the confidence that comes from living a life with God, they'll just envy it. The Bible says in, in Matthew 5, happy and to be envied are those that live according to God's ways. And they'll just, we'll just live an enviable life and that's enough. We don't need to judge. We just live that great life. And so that individualism, unfortunately, hasn't uh, been... So good for so many people, um, yet they still do it. They go on the wrong way, but they keep going there anyway. And um, this is a song which sums that up pretty well. It's called My Life. Stand. I still 
Thank you very much. Yeah, it's early in the morning for that. That's what I think. Ah. So my truth, every man does right, what's right in his own eyes. And uh, God has, a, I said, a better way. And Joel tells us that. Joel chapter 2. As I said, just one chapter. Verse 17 and 18. He says, Let the priests who minister to the Lord, let them weep before the porch and the altar. Let them say, Spare your people, O God. And do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? And then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. And the Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. And no longer will I make you a reproach among the nations. No, And then he talks about removing the enemy from the north, which is a plague of, of locusts. So the, uh, what's contingent upon us is that God will make a way for us. He'll give us the blessing, the new oil, the wine, the provision, the strength. God's like a checker player. He makes a move and he, he waits for us to make our move. It's a very contract. The base of the Bible, the old and new covenant, it's a contract. God's not making robots. He's making people who decide to choose him. So our part is to let the priests who minister, people who want to follow God, let them weep before the porch and let them say, spare your people. Don't give us. So looking for people who are desperate to turn away from the things which God says to turn away from and to have a humble and contrite heart to repent. And that comes from a heart of surrender. When we surrender to God, God can do mighty, mighty things. Without that, it's like through Christ, I can do all things. But on my own, I can do some things, but it really is not the same thing. So we need that surrender. And this song, uh, I think, uh, says it very, very well. It's a song called I Surrender All. Bro 
Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right. Individualism. Yeah. Not, uh, not cracked up to what it's, uh, not, it doesn't afford what it promises. And the world makes all sorts of promises and, and the flesh makes all sorts of guarantees. You'll feel better if you do this. Individualism, doing your own thing. Um, God says if you lose your life, you'll find it. It's incredible. It just works. You lose your life, you find it. Trust God and he'll lead you. Next I is integrity. Everyone say integrity. Integrity. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, whenever we look at polit- politicians and we sort of point the finger, I guess as the finger's pointing back at us as well. I guess we're, we're certainly not perfect. It's just the uh, politicians are in the public light while they um, do their thing. So uh, integrity is a very tough word and honesty is also a very lonely word. Thanks, Billy. If you search for tenderness, it isn't hard to find. You can have the love you need to live. But if you look for truthfulness, you might just as well be blind. It always seems to be so hard to give. For getting a little bit uh, melancholy there, but I guess it, capt- it captures yeah, the times of our heart. We're just looking for who can I depend upon? Who can be that faithful companion who brings out the best in me? And uh, that search for authenticity and transparency uh, can be a, a balm for the hurting soul, can be something that soothes us. But unfortunately, religion or even things, uh, hobbies and things that try and fill that hole of hurt. Um, they're just a temporary measure. They're just like a, a Photoshop of your, your Instagram photo. It's a bit of a Photoshop job. It doesn't actually heal on the inside, the heart of, 
uh, our life. And so we need to go deeper uh, to find that true place of transformation. And again, where are we going to go to? We can go to the book of Joel. Very good. Does that mean 20? I've got a scorecard. 25. I've got 25. Is it out of 10 or out of 100? Is that 25 minutes left or I've done 25? 25 minutes left. Oh, you better show me what's remaining. Yeah. Show me what's left. Otherwise, I'll, I'll take it, buddy. I'll take it. 25. Done. Joel chapter 2. You've got to give people the... You've got Piano Man coming up, for goodness sakes. Yeah. So Joel chapter 2. I never realised how hard it was to juggle. How hard is it to juggle worship, the Word of God, and, and, and pub songs? It's actually, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of struggling here a little a little struggling a little bit. Joel chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. Okay. Therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. Rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. It just astounds me how the, the enemy has done a very good... One thing the enemy is, is, is called, he's the deceiver, the accuser and the deceiver. And he does that very well. He, doesn't, he can't create anything beautiful. He has no ultimate power like God, but he is, has the capacity to deceive the blind men's and women's eyes to the goodness and the faithfulness and the trueness of God. And so as we come looking for that place of integrity, of uh, of. In, you know, building our security in God, we find it by not covering up the outside and trying to look good, but by actually build, rebuilding our life on the right thing. Don't try and play life and, be, and try and be a good person. Just rebuild your life on the right thing. And so this song covers that really well. It's called Build My Life. And I'm sure you, you know how this one goes.
Last one, infallibility. Sorry, beg your pardon? Ineffability. It's even, even better. Ineffability. There's an old hymn that talks about God being ineffable. There's an ineffable experience. It's almost, uh, I guess the French would say, you know, uh, je ne sais quoi. It's like it's, it's something you can't explain. It's so dreamy. It's so amazing. It's so indescribable. It's so beautiful. God has that experience for every human, and they're running after it, and they're running in all the wrong places. And uh, such, such, a, such a person experienced these people running up to him and trying to share their heart, looking for their dream, looking for that, that moment where they feel like, yes, I know what my life's meant to be like and I know where I'm going to find hope. And uh, those sad stories were, of course, told to the piano man. Aspirations, fulfillment, man's yearning to claim that uh, elusive experience to make him feel like this, this is why I'm alive. 
It continues to elude people and they fall short. Uh, we're not ultimately satisfied by any other experience but the, for the one we were born for, and that's to be the sons and daughters of God, a divine, loving Father. Everything else is just a, a glorified, sophisticated, animalistic existence. But we are spirit. We have a body and we have a soul. But God craves for that relationship which will last forever with him. And uh, as I talk about ineffability, ineffability comes from that experience that is indescribable. It is sometimes people just try and describe when they first met Jesus what it felt like. And they talk about warmth, they talk about goosebumps, they talk about peace, they talk about hope, they talk about, I just feel like it's right. That's the presence of God, it's the presence of Jesus and he's knocking on the door of every heart for his anointing to come, to change and to lift and to, to heal, to set us apart. So this song's called Anoint Me With Fresh Oil. If you need a fresh touch from the Lord this morning, why don't you just open up your heart, let God touch those parts that have become dry, those parts that have become hard. Your focus has been turned to the things of the world and they don't offer any hope, they don't offer any peace. So Lord, we come again this morning. We say, would you fill us afresh with your fresh oil this morning? Anoint me with fresh oil. Fill me, Spirit of God. Fresh fill me, Spirit of God. Help me see the purpose to understand all thy ways. songs he wrote. Thank you for his life. Thank you that you touch him right now, Lord. Show him your love and your grace and your incredible light that shines the light on the things that he's been looking for, he's been searching for. He's written beautiful songs, Lord. I just pray that his heart would find that truth of his creator, loving him, dying for him. If you're here this morning, you can hear my voice in this building or you're watching online. So grateful you've You've gone on this journey with me as we've listened to songs and we've talked about the book of Joel. But this morning, God is knocking on the door of your heart. He's knocking on your door. He wants to save you. God's not just a good God who creates and who provides, but most of all, He's a Saviour. If you need saving this morning, you feel like, you know, I've just done things my own way. I've just tried so hard. I need a Saviour to come and lift me up, to pull me out of the pit. Well, this morning, I'd love to pray for you. Right now, if you're at home or in this building right now, if you'd like me to pray for you, to say, Jesus, come and be my Saviour this morning. Come and change my life. Would you slip up your hand right now just as I look around the building? I'd love to 
pray for you. Just raise it up long enough for, like, for me to see it. I'll acknowledge you and you can put it down. Fantastic, yeah. Fantastic. God bless you. Thank you. Up in the balcony as well. Just, uh, just say, God, I, I want you in my life. I want you to save me. I want you to touch me. I want you to fill me. Give me your purpose and your peace. Thank you, Jesus, for every life here this morning. Why don't we say this prayer together, join with those that raised their hands. Thank you for those that did and those at home. If you want to say this prayer with me, dear Jesus, I come to you this morning and I say yes to you. I turn away from my own ways, trying to do life my way. And I lean on your strength today. Holy Spirit, come and fill my life and change me because I'm your child and I want to live for you forever. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give God praise. Fantastic. Amen. Thank you, Michael. You know, if you gave Jesus your yes, we want to help you. We want to be a part of your journey going on. So if that's you and you either lifted your hand here in the building or else online, you've given Jesus your yes. If you're in Australia, you can text simply that word YES to 0488 826 392. If you're outside of Australia or you'd like to get our help by email, then you just go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. The next day after you do that and for 30 days, we will send you a different Bible verse every day and a prayer different every day. It fits on one screen of your smartphone and it'll encourage you. And I know it'll inspire you. I've had so many people say to me when they got it every day, they said it, it felt like God was talking to me. And these were people that didn't come from a church life. They came really saying, I want to begin a walk with Jesus. So I pray you'll do that. Send you yes to 0488 826 392. I know this week we got one, Michael, at about, I think it was 10 p.m. on Thursday night or something or other. People obviously still following online or maybe there was someone in the service who just remembered the number and then thought later on, uh, I really want to say yes to Jesus. Father, we thank You for every single one of those. Father, we thank You too, Lord, for what Michael has spoken to us about today. Lord, that we want to ground our identity in You. Lord, that we really want to break away from individualism. We want to have a life of integrity. And God, I pray that the ineffability of the Holy Spirit will be such an attractor as we live a life that just looks a little bit like Jesus, smells a little bit like Jesus, thinks a bit like Jesus, that'll have the impact into the world around us. God, we are surrounded by so much emptiness, so much dryness. I pray God will take something out of today. Lord, maybe some of us will just say to a friend, you won't believe what happened at church. Let them know that it's still there on YouTube, on our channel, and they can be a part of that and enjoy it. We thank you for Michael. Thank you for Linda. Thank you for their love for you and their faithfulness. We bless them as well today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. How about we have a big hand for Michael? And thank you so much. They're good, they're good. That's the best piano. Yeah. You're a funny guy. How amazing is that? I'll tell you, that's certainly creative, that's for sure.